This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Russ. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, our special guest is Heidi Baker. And I tell you, I get to do a lot of interviews, and I've been really looking forward to this. And Heidi Baker, as you already know, most of you know, she's made it her passion to pursue living in God's presence every day. And after uh, reading the interactive manual and listening to the CD set, I can tell you, She's equally as passionate about removing everything in her life that hinders God's presence. And so I just love that about uh, Heidi Baker and her ministry. Heidi, thank you for being with us. And uh, what's, what's God been doing with you the last couple of days? Uh, oh, it's been an amazing time, whirlwind and amazing time. So I was home in Mozambique, and then I just um, was in Asia, Singapore, and Hong Kong, uh, but I wanted to tell you just a story about uh, what God just did in Mozambique. Um, it was it's really miraculous, and it has to do with how He changes hearts. So we had this um, this village, and it's in northern Mozambique near our base. And when we first went there, um, they stoned us. Oh no! We were yeah, we were showing the Jesus film and and sharing the gospel, and they stoned us, uh, kind of, it wasn't our first, first visit, it was after a couple times, and we had uh, finally been able to put up a very simple church, and they were just freaked out, people of another faith, and it was during the time when they stopped eating, and what happened, uh, this was not the, the Friday story, but this happened just uh, before that, one of my sons uh, put his body between himself and three guys coming to beat me wow. uh, and ended up beating my, my spiritual son very badly. Mm. Long story short, they, they, the police um, took AK-47s and put, put the guys in jail and said, you're not allowed to uh, kill people for their faith. And on a Sunday... They asked me to come sign that they would stay in jail, and I said, no, that's not my privilege, and that's not what we'd do anyway. I'm going to send my spiritual son. So he went in there, and of course, what we always do, we let him go. And they screamed and said, you, we will never, ever convert, but because you let us go, we'll let our kids go to your church. Oh, wow. So it was miraculous. But then they leveled the church, took away all the stones raked to the ground so you couldn't see a church there. But for years, we just keep going, keep pressing in. Middle of the night, I was out there digging a foundation with a shovel and another eight guys with headlamps on our light, on our head. Long story, shortened as clo- short as I can make it, on um, Friday before last, uh, I went with my team and dedicated a soccer field right there in that village. Wow. That they literally welcomed us. All the Shehas were there. 
uh, the, I let them cut the cord along with our pastors, our youth leaders. We ended up playing football together. They said they called me mama and they said, we welcome you. This is your village and your mama of this village. And they, I dedicated the field called um, Field of Shalom. Wow. And it's obviously Hebrew name in a village where they were all people of another faith, and we were greatly persecuted for our faith. And now we have a soccer field, and we we dedicated the field in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua, and God's presence crashed in uh, on that field. And all I can say is that's one of the biggest miracles we've seen, and it's the same village where we're building our university. And so God has taken a village and, and allowed us to become friends. And now we re- rebuilt the, the church, and it's full of worshipers, uh, many of them some of the rascals that, that hurt us. But the power of this story is on Friday before last, the same Shehas that had um, come to, to really hurt me and did hurt my son embraced me. Mm. Uh, and that's not a cultural thing. They would normally uh, even hold a hug a woman, but there were hugs all around, and God crashed in, and we're really excited. What a beautiful story! And I have to tell you, you're you're on my Instagram, and I saw the I saw some of that footage of the dedication, but it, which was beautiful. They gave you the um, uniform and everything. But I have to ask you something, and I don't mean to put you on the spot with this. I'm sure you've been asked this before, but. In some of the footage, I assume your husband was taking the footage, but in some of the footage of uh, there was a worship meeting or a church meeting, and there there wasn't a lot of people there. There wasn't the big American crowds and everybody wanting your attention and, you know, so on and so forth. There you were. That was on Londo, a little island. Yeah, and, and there, but there you were during that music, and you were just on on your knees— just like lost in God in the middle of that, I guess on that Island, what, what got you to that point in life to where, whether stones are being thrown at you, where, whether you're in a place where, you know, it's in the middle of nowhere or you're here in America, you know, preaching at a large church, what got you to that place where you're just in love with Jesus everywhere you go? (laughs) He's my everything. And I love, I love God. And I'm not trying to sound cliche here, but Daddy God first loved me, you know? Right. And realized that he loves me, and Jesus gave up everything, everything, so that that we could be connected. He freely gave himself away, and I thought, if I never, ever felt his presence, ever, the fact that Jesus gave his life for me, and washed away my sins, and and changed um, my heart, and made me into a daughter instead of a worm. I mean, that's enough. That's enough for me to worship Him for the rest of my life with all that is within me. I, I literally have a revelation of what He's done and how worthy He is. And I, I love the fact that He does show up, and I can feel His presence. But I worship him in the places that some may feel are hard, 
you know, where where there's no worship band, there's you know, we're in the dirt with a drummer in the with a, some kind of a a can or a, a barrel. It, it's just he's worthy. You know, we don't need all the props. We can just be with him. He's just so good. I love him so much. <laughs> so let me ask you this, Heidi. Um, you know, uh, I, I love what you're saying, uh, but what got you to the point where you saw Jesus with the eyes of your heart in such a deep way that, you, like you said, even if you don't feel his presence, you're just so in love. It, we we need to do that more. We want that more. How how do we get to that place? Is it as simple as dying the self? And or, or what what does it take to get to that place where hey, if I feel the Lord or not, it doesn't matter. I just it's so in love with Jesus. What what brought you to that place? Ah, uh, he came to me when I was sixteen. I'd never heard the gospel. I never ever heard the gospel, and I heard the gospel for the first time, and then these. I received Jesus, and the next day I was filled with Holy Spirit. And then the, the, these beautiful believers taught me how to fast and pray. Anyway, I was worshiping God, and, and I was covered suddenly in this light, this white light. Uh, and the only time in my whole life I've heard the external audible voice of God, external. Like you're speaking to me, I, I heard him as clearly as you're speaking to me, probably clearer. Mm. And Jesus kissed my left hand. Oil ran down my arm. He said, you're to be married to me. I know all of us are called to be married to him, but boy, was this personal. <laughs> I know we're all, we're all called. We're all called to the same place. But he just covered me. He said he called me to be a minister and a missionary to go to Africa, Asia, and England. And I know Israel's included in that Asia, <laughs> Middle East, you know, it's there. And, and he won my heart. And, and then years later, after serving for many, many, many years in the slums of the earth and with my most patient husband in the planet, Roland, um, we, we finally uh, just got super burned out and ready to quit and just not not to leave Jesus but I just I I was so exhausted and so many hundreds of kids calling us mama and papa and praying in food every day and it would just be we were hungry we were thirsty we were tired we were burned out and I went to a revival uh just because I was sick with double pneumonia, and my my husband said you have to go. And it was it was in Canada, and uh, I got first thing Jesus did was heal my lung, and I did not want to go forward. I was just too tired. I said I'm not going, and I didn't I didn't believe in the theology that you had to give your testimony to keep it, you know, keep right. healing. But but that's what they said, and I didn't believe it. I'm a theologian. So I'm like, I'm, <laughs> really bad theology and anyway it didn't matter all my problems I'm thinking in Portuguese sorry for that all my problems with what was going on the Lord didn't care about and I went forward and and God literally crashed in on me and I I fell out and I 
saw hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. I saw faces of Asians and Israelis and South Americans and Americans and Africans, and I saw all these faces. And this is um, really my, my sad confession is I, I screamed no. Wow. I, I just... I, I didn't want to see all those people. I was burned out. I was tired. I didn't want to see these people. And I wasn't traveling. I No one asked me to go anywhere except Fairbanks, Alaska in the winter. <laughs> I, I didn't travel. I didn't want to travel. Didn't like, I'd never been to a conference, and I, I didn't have any desire for anything like that, just working in the slums, but really tired. And uh, anyway, Jesus. Uh, appeared to me, and uh, oh, oh, he just—he um, just looked at me mm. with those huge, burning eyes of fiery love. He just looked at me, and he said, "I died that there would always be enough." And then he showed me his body. His bruised body that was so tortured for us. He showed it to me. He showed it to me. I saw it. He took a piece of flesh out of his side. He said, give it to the children. Mm. And I, I was undone by it. I thought, I can't give children flesh. I can't give children flesh like this. And I was weeping. My eyes swelled shut. And I I just looked into his eyes again, and I couldn't deny him. I just couldn't deny him. And I I reached my hand out to the first child in this vision, and the body turned into bread. Wow. And, And I ended up being in this vision for hours and hours. And we as believers have the bread. And we've been selfish. We haven't shared. We can't see. We've got to have our eyes open. And we share this bread of his presence, this fresh, fresh, fresh bread. Jesus himself, when you're full of the freshness of God, everywhere you go, people can smell him. They can taste him and smell him through your little life. So, wow, we just, wow, we have to understand what he did and what we're called to do and eat his body and drink, drink what he gave us to drink. Amen. Boy, you can feel the presence of the Lord so strong in this studio. I'm sure Heidi can feel it there at her home. So those of you who are listening, I want you to make sure that you get a hold of her brand new interactive manual, Living from the Presence and three CD set where Heidi... Uh, and her husband walk you through how to live in the presence of Jesus every day of your life, even through adversity, even through the trials and the pains, and how to just get so close to Jesus. And this will radically change your relationship with the Lord. Again, her brand new interactive manual, Living from the Presence and 3 CD set. We'll be right back.
Call now and get Heidi and Roland Baker's four-part audio CD teaching and interactive guidebook, Living from the Presence. This is a special offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9544. In this four-part audio CD teaching, Living from the Presence, Heidi and Roland Baker take you on a powerful journey through eight anointed interactive study sessions. They will guide you into the manifest presence of God and the glory, where you will encounter God face-to-face and forever be marked by His transforming power. Through this one-of-a-kind teaching, learn the significant difference between living in the presence versus living from the presence of God. Receive an increase in your awareness of the Holy Spirit presence in a way you never thought possible before. Begin to experience the power of the Holy Spirit every day to help you overcome every obstacle and circumstance that the enemy uses to keep you from accessing every promise and blessing God wants to impart to you. Experience a release of the atmosphere of heaven into your spheres of influence. Walk every day in new levels of God's glory and witness increased manifestations of signs, wonders, and miracles flowing in your life. These sessions include these topics, understanding the foundation of experiencing His presence, making room for His presence to fill you and overflow from you to others, living moment by moment saturated in His presence, experiencing miracles, signs, and wonders in His presence. Heidi and Roland Baker's interactive guidebook, Living from the Presence, takes you on a 40-day journey to encounter God's glory and presence in a way you never thought possible before. The Full Immersion Guidebook will take you through the eight anointed audio CD teaching sessions with additional insights, interactive questions to help you understand the teaching, plus activities to help you go deeper into your journey into the reality of God's presence and glory in your everyday life. It includes activation exercises and 18 anointed Get in the Presence prayers. Don't miss out on getting Heidi and Roland Baker's four-part audio CD teaching and interactive guidebook living from the presence. This is a special offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9544. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9544 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We're back with Heidi Baker and we getting right back into it and she's uh, probably laying on the floor wherever she's at and at her home or wherever she's at just in the presence of the Lord and and I I want that I want to feel that presence like never before and uh, Heidi you you make a, a statement uh, in your uh, interactive manual you you say that if you want to live in the presence you have to live lean what does that mean it means you have to let some other things go. You have to let some other things go. And the presence of God comes when you're present with Him. And, oh, of course, I use a smartphone every day. I get tons of messages. I travel 300,000K a year. I I work with the poorest people on the planet. Uh, I, I travel the rest of the time uh, during these, these these beautiful times of worship and these beautiful times of just fully giving Him 100% all of our attention and our affection and to push away everything that hinders you. It's, it's like Exodus 33 when... Moses was told, you're going to get this great promise, and 
you know, there's milk and honey, there's prosperity, there's uh, power over demonic tribes, there's uh, a promise from God, there's an angelic visitation. But in the end, God said, I'm not going with you. And that, those words are like the most horrifying words anyone could ever hear. I'm not going with you. Here's a ministry. Here's prosperity. Here's your life. Here's, you know, your successful entry into an Ivy League university. Whatever it is, God's promise you. If he says, now, I promise you all of this, but I'm not going. Wow. What, 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 whoa, what are we going to do with that? We, we've got to strip away, like the Israelites. We've got to get rid of everything that hinders us. And I'm not talking about religion. I, I, I'm not talking about getting religion. I'm talking about giving God a, your full attention and your full affection. Even if you're doing a, a crazy 18-hour days, as you enter in to worship, as you enter into life, you stay connected. And, and then you give him those, those special hours where you just simply worship. You turn the phone over. You turn, you turn the phone over. You turn the computer off. And you're fully present. It could be corporately. It could be in front of 20,000 people. It, it, it's not about where you are. It's about being fully present with him. When you're fully present with him, he shows up with his presence. And then he teaches you how to navigate living in his presence as you answer all those texts and emails, as you have all those meetings, uh, kingdom meetings or meetings as a surgeon or you're operating on someone's heart or or you're playing professional football or you're you're teaching you're lecturing in a university wherever you are you're going to live out of that presence if you live lean enough so let me ask you this are you saying it that that uh, yielding varies from person to person, depending on their, you, you said that you have to navigate your life and invite his presence. Does that vary from person to person or, or how does that, how does that play out uh, in people's lives? I don't believe it has to vary from person to person. Everybody has full access to the father, to Holy spirit, to Jesus once they received him. So, He's asking you to navigate um, your your day. So, uh, mercifully, when I travel, you know, I'm so I'm so blessed because I could be in three meetings where there's an hour of worship, you know. So, uh, so I'm so grateful for that, where I can just enter in. But during worship, I will never ever be texting or setting up another meeting or letting my mind water. I'm just worshiping. So we need that specific worshiping all, every part of our heart, mind, soul, and spirit on him. But we live in a world where we still are, are 
were surgeons, were entrepreneurs, were were teachers, were workers among the poor, were were doing relief, whatever it is, you're a mom at home with with three babies under five, life happens. You're still having to do that surgery. You're still having to um, drive that Uber uh, ride. You're still having to uh, do the things that we all, you're still having to cook. You're still having, so what does it look like to live in the present? What does it look like while you're doing surgery to be able to concentrate on doing the surgery with your mind, your heart, and your spirit so connected to God? That's the place he wants to take you. He wants to take you to a place where you can live in his presence, not just have those three, four hours a day where you separate yourself all alone with God or corporately separate yourself in worship, those times, those are like the dessert. That's like, <laughs> yay, I right. get to do this. You know, that's the best of the best of the best. <laughs> that's the intimate chamber. But all the rest of the time where you, you actually have to do everything else, you if you will learn how to so get so connected with God that you're not disconnected. That's the thing I want to help people to understand. You don't need to disconnect. You don't need to transition with your walk with God. I pray in the Spirit quietly, silently all the time as I walk through an airport, as I, as I wash dishes, as I, I hold the poor in my arms, as I travel and meet people or do some kind of high-level meeting that uh, is with 10 people from other nations trying to talk about bringing the kingdom of God on the planet. You know, you've got to stay connected all the time, changing the diaper, watching your, your children. What does it mean to stay in the present? It, it's setting your heart and your mind on him. And for me, I think it really, really, really matters that you pray in the Spirit quietly. Uh, you don't want to get locked up. You know, you don't want to go to a mental home. Right. You can pray in the Spirit silently. <laughs> you can learn how to pray in the Spirit silently. And and that's what I do. I, I, when I get tempted, you know, to, to, to forget whose I am for a moment, or somebody's really rude, or they cut you off in traffic, or, uh, you know, you're you're on stage and a child vomits all over you because you've free from a demon, and now you you still got to uh, keep going when you're covered in vomit. How do you stay connected? You just learn how to live in the secret place. Now, God wants that more than you do. You don't even know how important it is, but Jesus never disconnected from the Father, never. And he invites, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he invites us to live in that place where we're totally connected. He invites us to that. That's what he's calling us to, live in his presence. Boy, I, I love that, and and 
you know, you, you've had many situations in your life where you've been thrown in unique situations where, I, for lack of a better term, God's kind of pulled the rug from underneath you and he'd rather have you than for you to go do something else. And one of those times you were at a, you, you were speaking at a big convention in Asia. What happened there? <laughs> it was uh, the board, you know, some people think God doesn't test you. Oh, he actually does. <laughs> and most of the tests that you go through are, are um, you don't know about them. In other words, he doesn't say, here, here you go, we're going to take this test and you're going to prepare and you're going to be all fasted up, all prayed <laughs> scriptured up, and then we're going to have this test and here we go, baby. Yeah. He, no, he usually, they're, they're very much uh, like pop quizzes and he does, he does it. And it's this, I'll, I'll never forget that one because it was a huge uh, meeting. There were people from all over Asia and the world there. And the Lord said, come away, my beloved. I want this time with you in your room. And uh, I, I, I thought, Lord, I'm in Asia. I know Asia. We lived in Asia. Roland, my husband, born in Asia, three generations of missionaries. I know the culture. It's shameful not to show up. And I, I just heard the Lord say, I want you, I want you to myself. I want you to myself right now. And I want you to stay with me in this room. And I, um, again, I, I'm such, a, I'm just a little mama, you know, trying to lean trying to hold on, and, and, and the flesh, my flesh got got in there, and I'm like, well, I'm going to check the schedule, you know. And I open up the schedule, even though I know God's told me to stay back. And I realize it is a lunch, uh, a very, very, it would be probably 10 courses. It is a lunch in my honor with all the leaders from the nation that wow. that conference, all the pastors and leaders. <laughs> and the Lord, the Lord tells me he wants to be alone with me. I find this out kind of in the middle. Um, so I'm worshiping God. I've already said yes. And then I check and realize I have just basically shamed all these people, and it was it was a feast in my honor. And the Lord said, if you had known that in the beginning, would you have changed your mind? Mm. And I was so, I just felt undone. I sobbed. I said, Lord, I'm so sorry. I might have. I might have changed my mind. But I chose you, Lord. I and, and again, I choose him when I have those feasts and I meet with those world leaders and I meet with whether it's a president or, or someone dying in a hospital or, or a little child on the street. To me, it's, it's, it's all holy. But when God speaks to you and says, I want you to be alone with me, he means it. You know, do you know how he asked me to make up for that? I, I mean, he, he didn't need making up for, but I, I asked him, I said, is there anything I can do? 
yes, there is. He said, you can have a tea for them. And uh, and the Lord told me I, I was going to pay for it. And I was like, God, seriously? <laughs> Asia, and there it's hoity-toity. Uh, it's going to be cost a fortune. I've got to tell you this story because when God calls you to do something, he takes care of you. And I said, God, I'm okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, and and the Lord was very clear. I had to pay for it. I couldn't let the church pay for it. I mean, I just didn't show up to this feast. And so I, from the pulpit, when I showed up at the main meeting, I said, I, I realized what happened. I didn't show up to this, to this meal that y'all were invited to. But the Lord told me to spend time with him, and I and I was weeping on the stage, and I said, and I almost um, would have changed it had I known. But I once I found out, I knew I had to stay with him, and so I'm inviting you all to this tea, uh, all of you leaders, and um, it's going to be at this time. And uh, you know, it really was a, a, a big stretch for somebody who works where I work. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the the crazy thing was someone anonymously gave me cash that that next day. I can't remember. Anyway, it was it was it was exactly the amount within twenty dollars of the price wow. of the fee. And I just thought, wow, Lord, if we're obedient, you know some people maybe they think uh, they're they're going to lose out whatever financially or whatever god is in control you just got to follow him he's so good we've got to follow him well, I know that you are passionate about God's agenda, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that even in the last segment. But Heidi, you have a brand new interactive manual. It's interactive because you can take notes and you can follow what you say in the book. You can kind of practice the presence of God and then move on to the next thing. In your brand new interactive manual on your three CD set, what, what's going to, why did you do this? What is, what is it going to do for people? I, uh, you know, when you live, you live in Africa and then you travel, uh, you realize there's a lot of people that want to learn how to eat and drink of him every day, but they just need a little guidance. You know, if you don't have guidance, sometimes you just feel like it's just so immense. And so how do you even start? How do you even, uh, like a baby, start eating Papa, you know, you start eating this uh, this baby food. You need to learn how to start. What does it mean to practice the presence? How do we get there? And writing really helps you. You know, what did God speak to you about? Then write that down. Where is that in the scripture? And and how am I how am I leaning? And how am I how what's the Lord showing me to stop doing the things that don't bring Him pleasure? And then make a commitment to that, you know, and sometimes just writing it down and, and working it through. And, and sometimes just in a small group, you know, you may want to get with another six or eight people who are on this journey that that we just are determined to learn how to live in his presence. And, you know, since God wants this more than you, he will always show up. It's just who he is. 
Boy, I like that. He is just who he is. And when we come back, I'm going to have Heidi in this last segment share a powerful testimony of a woman that got healed. And and Heidi even gave her a brand new name. We'll be right back. Many believers have never experienced the tangible presence and the glory of God. But Heidi Baker operates in the presence of God literally 24-7. For the last 20 years, Heidi has witnessed supernatural healing of diseases, the blind seeing, the crippled walking, creative miracles, and even the dead raised back to life. Now she wants to mentor you on how you too can experience new levels of God's glory. The presence of God transforms the way you live life. It's about intimacy. Call now and get Heidi and Roland Baker's four-part audio CD teaching and interactive guidebook, Living from the Presence. This is a special offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9544. In this four-part audio CD teaching, Living from the Presence, Heidi and Roland Baker take you on a powerful journey through eight anointed interactive study sessions. They will guide you into the manifest presence of God and the glory where you will encounter God face to face and forever be marked by His transforming power. Through this one-of-a-kind teaching, you will learn the significant difference between living in the presence versus living from the presence of God. Receive an increase in your awareness of the Holy Spirit presence in a way you never thought possible before. Begin to experience the power of the Holy Spirit every day to help you overcome every obstacle and circumstance that the enemy uses to keep you from accessing every promise and blessing God wants to impart to you. Experience a release of the atmosphere of heaven into your spheres of influence. Walk every day in new levels of God's glory and witness increased manifestations of signs, wonders, and miracles flowing in your life. These sessions include these topics, understanding the foundation of experiencing His presence, making room for His presence to fill you and overflow from you to others, living moment by moment saturated in His presence, experiencing miracles, signs, and wonders in His presence. Heidi and Roland Baker's interactive guidebook, Living from the Presence, takes you on a 40-day journey to encounter God. God's glory and presence in a way you never thought possible before. The Full Immersion Guidebook will take you through the eight anointed audio CD teaching sessions with additional insights, interactive questions to help you understand the teaching, plus activities to help you go deeper into your journey into the reality of God's presence and glory in your everyday life. It includes activation exercises and 18 anointed Get in the Presence prayers that will help you experience your breakthrough, your healing, your miracle. How would you like living in the presence in the glory of God 24-7? When you sit down on this interactive manual and the four CD set, Heidi will be personally mentoring you, and Heidi, you'll be the first to say anything she can do you can do better. Don't miss out on getting Heidi and Roland Baker's four-part audio CD teaching and interactive guidebook, Living from the Presence. This is a special offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $39. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9544. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9544 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. We're back with Heidi Baker, and you cannot interview Heidi Baker without your radio booth being filled with a presence. And I'm not just saying that because Heidi's on the other line. I'm saying that because she's teaching us 
uh, with her stories, with her heart, how to live in his presence. And we certainly feel it here in the studio. And and Heidi, you you are find yourself in some of the most unique situations, uh, whether the like in the first segment where somebody's trying to stone you guys or, you know, you're here, you're there, just you have great testimonies and you have a powerful story of a woman that got healed in Mozambique. Tell us that story. Yes. Well, on Monday morning, it's a very busy day, right? Like we are, we are small as far as schedules. So yes. Monday night family and everybody's over at the house or or now we have a little uh, a little retreat center we just go over there and so it's really long and and then kids spend the night this particular night I probably had 10 kids and making breakfast at five o'clock in the morning devotions two services this is all Monday morning two services Monday morning with primary school secondary school. And then I get to do what I love, my sweet spot stuff, which I love it all. As long as he's with me, I'm I'm happy. And he's always with me, so I'm happy. I just live happy. <laughs> and but but I get to do what what you might call dessert. Yeah, I get to just go to my village and visit house to house my friends and just hold people and pray hut to hut you know i just i just love it i just love it because it's small and 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 it's intimate and it's just stopping for the one and it's the sweetest sweetest place and so i'm walking up and i dedicated a house to my uh, friend tina an old mama who's just a dear dear friend of mine who was living uh under a tree so we built her this little house and and then I sat next to little latrine and led, uh, I can't remember how many people to the Lord, I don't know, eight or ten, because they don't understand the friendship. So uh, they they were curious, and I told them it's all about Jesus. And then we just cleaned up, you know, threw away trash, and I'm walking down the hill, and I have, I have to be at my discipleship meeting. Well, some of the people in my discipleship meeting lead over 2,000 churches. Oh, wow. So it's kind of an important meeting. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like those world leaders that were there in Asia, those um, world church leaders. And But God, God's, he's got a sense of humor, too. So I'm walking down, down through, through our village there and walking down and um, I couldn't even get my truck up that far because the poor don't have a good road. So <laughs> I'm, I'm walking down, and I suddenly see this woman who's sitting in the sun. Well, nobody in Mozambique sits in the sun. That's just nuts. Not not a Mozambican. Uh, you would never dream of it. Right. I would never dream of it. You, know, <laughs> you would always find a tree or some kind of shade somehow because it's boiling crazy hot, humid and hot. And I'm thinking, what is she doing sitting in the sun? This is so weird. And she's leaning up against a mud hut, but right in the sun. And I hear the Lord just like when he told me to be in the presence instead of go to the 
special meeting, you know, which I didn't know at the time what it was for. But anyway, um, same kind of voice, the voice of God saying, stop. And I, I, again, I'm so embarrassed to tell you the truth, but that's the only way to learn. You've got to tell people your own struggles. Right. And my struggle was my Swiss watch. <laughs> I, I said, I looked at my Swiss watch, and I said, I'm late for the discipleship meeting. I mean, what what was I thinking? God, the God of the universe asked me to stop, and I told the God of the universe that I had a meeting. Wow. That, that's, that's just how how much I, I have to grow. <laughs> and then I realized, wait a sec, he's the God of the universe. He's talking to me right now, and I did a, a prophetic act. I literally moved my wrist behind my back so not to look at my watch. And I said, yes, Lord. Uh, you know, again, I had a struggle, but I did say yes, Lord. <laughs> and I, I got got low, got into the, uh, where I could see this, this woman face to face. And, and I took a hold of her hands and I could see that she couldn't see. She had white eyes, completely white eyes. Now, there are no cameras, no interviews, no wristbands. This is just village life. There, there were a couple of friends that were with me. Uh, but, but this is just village, village in the raw. This is, again, my sweet spot. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, I'm holding her hands and... And I, she can't see me, so I really want to connect with her so she can feel me. So um, I said, Nchina Natipani, what is your name? Nchina Natipani. And she answered back in her, in her dialect, I have no name. Wow. I have no name. And then I see a lady just a, a, a few feet you know, maybe 10 feet, 12 feet away. And I say, what is her name? She said, she's blind. She doesn't have a name. Wow. She was, uh, wow, one of those truly people that so many Christians talk about. They There's a nameless, faceless generation right. out there. Right. Nobody's nameless. Nobody's faceless to God. Absolutely. God had God sees every child on the planet. He he doesn't want anybody to be nameless or faceless. Mm. He he doesn't. We all have a face, we all have a name. I, I I had a little kid I picked up on the streets who had no face, but his name was Ignacio. His face was blown off by a landmine. Wow. But he's still the face, in my opinion, and God yes. nobody's called to be nameless and faceless. And Nacio had a face, even though it was just eye sockets, and God didn't give him new eyes, by the way, uh, but he'll get him in the kingdom. And But this mama, I said, well, she wasn't a mama. She was blind. She had no name, and she wasn't a mama. She was a woman sitting in the sun. And I said, 
Lord, what what do you want to do? I just I just he's my friend. I just talked to him. He said, Give her a name. And I said, What is her name? He said, Utelia. Give her the name Utelia. Wow, Utelia means you exist with joy. Oh Utelia. man. You exist with joy. The name means joy. You exist with joy. I said, Utelia. She started laughing. She had about three teeth. They were hanging on just wobbling as she laughed. And I looked at the other lady. I said, her name's Utalia. God gave her a name, Utalia. And uh, (laughs) he was was just shocked. I said, Utalia's her name. And uh, so I'm holding Utalia. And Utalia, right then, got given um, her eyes. God, Jesus just gave her amazing. It was, I, I was just, I started weeping. Utalia's holding me. She's looking at me now. Now God has literally given her a name. He uses little vessels. He gave her a name through, through a little mama and, and uh, Utalia, and now she can see. Do you think for a moment when I asked her if she wanted to meet the one who opened her eyes? Hey, do you think for a moment she would argue? Not for a moment. <laughs> this village was 100% or 99.9% when we got there, people of another faith. She, she said, oh, of course I want to meet Jesus. He just opened my eyes. He gave me a name. <laughs> I want to meet Jesus. I led her to the Lord. It was just so easy and so powerful and so beautiful. And then I I held her for a while. I asked the other mama to please watch her and take care of her and get her out of the sun. I said, nobody should be sitting in the sun like this. And then, glory, glory, <laughs> I get to my, I drive my truck back, get to our base, walk in my office. All of the guys in the discipleship meeting we're having a great time. Obviously, they can disciple themselves. <laughs> and they were all having a, a final time, and I got to tell them what Jesus did. And I want to add this little aspect. We, um, we reached the Unreached People groups on, on boats, and we sunk the first boat in a cyclone, 27-footer. Wow. Then the 56-footer, which was a great testimony— we, we ended up getting this boat used to belong to the king of Spain, and we took his bed out and put in bunk beds, and we're reaching the most unreached people groups. And that one sunk, too. So, I, I, I mean, but now I'm saying no one's going to believe in, in any kind of boat ministry. That we, <laughs> right. we just don't look good at it. So many people listening feel like they've sunk a boat, one or two, they've had false starts in ministry and mm. life. Maybe they're divorced. Maybe they they they're they're sick, or they're just they're just feeling like they've sunk a couple of boats, or they're feeling like they're nameless and they're faceless. They're feeling like God isn't about to stop for them, and neither is anybody else. I I just want to say, he he he'll stop for you. And he is asking us to be his hands and his feet. And he will give you another boat. 
He will give you another way. He will give you, I don't mean a physical boat for all of you because um, there are a lot of trouble and a lot of work. I'm talking about a way to get into the presence, a way to get in to your destiny, to get to the place God promised you. You've got to be in the presence. Long story short, we ended up getting a catamaran um, and my husband's uh, just going out today, there. Th- this is amazing. This catamaran, uh, we end up worshiping deep, deep into the presence of God, and this time we have sails. <laughs> this time we have sails. And the reason I'm telling you about the boat is when it came time to name this boat, we just got her in December, we named her Utalia. Oh, uh... Every time we pull into a new island, to a new place, obviously people are mostly illiterate, but we tell them the name of this boat is Utelia. We, we're here for joy, Utelia in their dialect. And now um, we're positioning now ourselves to catch the wind. And wow. as lovers of God, the Lord wants you to position yourself to catch the wind of the spirit he wants to put his his beauty in you and the joy of the lord is your strength god wants to get you to the other side he wants to get you to your destiny and he wants you to stay in this place where you can live for him and in him and through him you are created to exist with joy Wow, to exist for joy. You're created to live in His presence. And it's it's interesting that you should bring that up. We just have a few minutes left before I ask you to pray for everybody. I was going to ask you, it's not in my notes, but Psalm 1611 says, you, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Heidi, what does that mean to you? What does that verse mean to Heidi Baker in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore? It means the more, the more you let him love you and you fall in love with him, the more joy rises up in your soul. We should be the happiest people on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. As believers, as believers, we're called to shine. We're not called to walk around as miserable, miserable, no oil, no joy people. <laughs> he, he's so good. God's better than you think. Um, and, he, and he's also saying in that from the boundary line to fall in for me in pleasant places. Surely I have the delightful inheritance. God has given you an inheritance, and your inheritance is to be with him where he is. You have full access. He's talking about his kingdom. He's talking about incredible joy, uh, incredible uh, life, and and we're called to live in that place. And, and he makes known the path of life. He he fills us with joy. So I pray for the joy of your presence, Jesus. I pray for Utalia over all of these people listening, God, that they would exist with joy and for joy. Oh, God, your eternal pleasures at your right hand, God, that people would see that that you are glorious and you are good 
And if we live in your presence, it doesn't matter where we are. Lord, thank you for teaching me that as I travel to 109 nations, God, as I just keep on circling the earth to carry your glory. Lord Jesus, you are worthy of it all. It's not about where we are. It's about who we're with. Wow. It's not about where we are. It's about who we're with. Lord, would you show your beautiful people, uh, their brothers and their sisters? Would you show them, Lord, the ones who are called to be brothers and sisters and yet are still spiritual orphans, Lord? Would you give them the oil of intimacy and show them what it means to live in the glory? Show them what it means to live in the glory. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. No no physical disaster will shake me. No financial disaster will shake me. No, no stonings or beatings will shake me. I am secure in you. I'm secure in your love. I set you, Lord, always before me. Oh, you are, you are there. You are there at my right hand. I'll not be shaken. My heart will be glad. My tongue will rejoice. My body will rest. Here. Thank you, God, that people will learn about the Sabbath of resting in you every week, Lord. They'll take a day, whatever day of the week it's going to be, Lord. Let them rest. Let them know what it is to rest in you, to live in your love. Thank you that you'll not abandon us, Lord, not abandon us to the grave. Thank you, Jesus, that you rose from the dead, Lord. You rose up, and, and, and we have an eternal kingdom as well as calling your kingdom, Lord, into this earth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fill them up, Lord. Well, fill up people. I pray they get so full they'll have to pull over their cars. I pray they get so full they'll just have to fall on their knees. I pray they get so full, Lord, that they're Cancer would just shrivel up and die. Their mental anxiety would just go in Jesus' name. Shake Thank you for the fullness of your love and the glory of your presence. Lord, let your people learn how to live in this place of abiding presence with you. In the name of the Father who loves us, in the name of Jesus, our bridegroom, King and Savior, in the name of Holy Spirit, Spirit, Shikorobo, our continuous comforter. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. What a beautiful and powerful program. I'm telling you, you need to get a hold of this wonderful resource, Living from the Presence Interactive Manual and 3CD Set. It's you got to get this. You've been listening to the Messianic Vision with our special guest, Heidi Baker. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special offer. You were created to encounter the presence of God 24-7. Learn from someone that lives in His presence. Through Heidi Baker's brand new teaching, you will begin to experience the presence of God like never before. With her interactive manual and four CD set, Living from the Presence, call now for Heidi's brand new interactive manual and four CD set, Living from the Presence for an investment of 39 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697 
Once again, that's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Heidi Baker's brand new interactive manual and four CD set, Living from the Presence, offer number 9544 for an investment of 39 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9544. Once again, that's offer number 9544.